syllables well one good syllable i guess and it just gets uh gets hooked on one hooked on phonics more like got him i don't know Day Tuesday podcast episode 432. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the world of tanks of podcasting. <laughs> Tyler Dryblade. Every once in a while, you do one that I think really hits the nail on the head, and that that's pretty accurate. Um, so, welcome everybody to another thrilling adventure here on the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about uh, land acknowledgement and overrated styles and Hanukkah, because it's coming early this year, boys, real early. And um, because, I mean, we're talking about Hanukkah, so there are only two possible guests we could have. And it turns out it's the Jed one. Hey, Jed. Hi. How's it going? (laughs) Pretty good. It's going pretty good. Wait, when is Hanukkah this year? I did not. It's like November 30th or something like that. Oh, snap. I know. Wow. I wonder if I can get work off from Hanukkah to New Year's. That would be a month. (laughs) I I guess. Do you typically take off like two weeks for Christmas or? Uh, Pitt gets three weeks off. Oh. So, yeah. So, it's lit. I think you should angle for it. Although I got to admit, my bosses were not happy when I came in trashed on Purim. They did not buy the whole <laughs> religious angle. <laughs> I, that's so weird. Your bosses wouldn't buy that from you. That's so strange. <laughs> uh, but speaking of getting trashed, what are you drinking? All right. What do I have? I have Four Points Brewing Fruited Sour Ale. That's literally what I think it's called. The The, the style on the can is really confusing. So I'm looking for like words on it anywhere. Okay, is here this, it is. Every it, time, you ready? <laughs> the name of this beer is Every Time Only Once. Okay, it looks like one of those things like, it's like tilt your cell phone, you know, put your nose on your cell phone and tilt it and you'll be able to read the words. I don't think so. I think it's just a really awkward design. Okay. but. Of course, I have another sour. It's um, yeah. a fruited sour, which I don't know what other types of sours there are, really. I think that that's redundant. But as you can see, it's a nice red color. I don't know if you can see that well. I can kind of see that. It looks a little very thick. I was just going to say it looks a little thick. It looks a little leggy. It is thick, which I like a lot in sours. Yeah. Like I like them to be thicker. Uh, I get some uh, berry. That must be the fruit. Like raspberry or something. I'm not getting a lot else. Okay, so blackberry, pomegranate. It is sour. It's, oh, it's so hard for me to think about how this one's different than other sours I've had. (laughs) For me, these thick thick sours are all very similar to me. This one is not quite as tart as some of the other ones I've had. But there's like the... 
I don't know. Thin is a weird descriptor, but they're the sours that are like less full bodied yes. and they just are like a tangy juice. And yeah. then there are these that are like the thicker sours. Right. And it, they're it's, more full bodied. I prefer these. In one, yeah. It's like Sequench by Dogfish versus like what you've got there. Yeah, I really think Sequench is one of my least favorite sours. And people, yeah, well, it, that's like it, the only sour a lot of people know. For sure. And it's not at all like it doesn't have that like. Uh, milkshake almost or like smoothie body that the ones you like have yeah so this one i'm it's off to a really good start it's also seven percent which is you know that's great um so yeah so i really like it so far i love how thick it is ted loves a thick bitch uh i've got from (laughs) billsburg brewery oktoberfest best beer it is Five something, I think. Five one, yes. It uh, is a extremely clear kind of golden color, um, a very lacy head with similar sized bubbles. It smells like a, a pretty like average, like you walk into a bar and you smell some beer and this is what that smells like. So we're talking frat party That's basement unfortunate. smell? Oh yeah, big time frat party basement smell. My um, feet are sticking better. to the floor just thinking about this. Yeah, exactly. My wiener is sticking to my. Th- I mean, my feet are sticking to the floor just thinking about it too. Um, it's so it's definitely, you know, kind of more of a loggery characteristic, but with some, um, almost like, almost graham crackery kind of sweetness at the front. So it's a little bit more interesting than just chugging down a bud um but it's not it's not going to win any awards for creativity or anything like that sam yeah i feel like this episode might be a little lame because i kind of have a similar one okay tyler that's just like mellow flavors he's got something he's got like habanero melon and it's like 20 percent abv or something so (laughs) yeah it's just an imperial style and like it's just blackberries and blueberries and cacao nibs and maple syrup and milk sugar. But wild. Uh, it's black and blue chocolate chip pancake stout by Untitled Art. Uh, a measly 9% ABV. <laughs> the nose is very fruity and very chocolatey, so off to a good start there. Ooh, that's really good. Um, it. Oh, don't you love when you're about to name your one criticism of a beer and then it fixes it? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I was thinking, the berries and chocolate are there, like I said, in the nose, but I'm not really getting what makes this pancake. And then the maple hit me at the end. (laughs) And actually, it's it's got a it's got like a breadiness to the mouthfeel that I feel like if you're thinking pancakes, you can get to pancake. Like I never would have gotten there unprompted, but I feel like they're fulfilling their promise. So I feel like I'm a broken record saying. Untitled Art said they were doing some whack shit, and they've done it. Uh, but it's still true, so I don't know what you people want from me. By God, those sons of bitches did it again. They did it again. Well, that's good. I, I am not always a big fan of, like, dark chocolate and fruit. I know it didn't say dark chocolate, but that's just, like, in my head. Like, you get some of those, like, like 70% cacao and, like, blueberry, and I'm just like, this feels like, I don't know. Like I'm sitting on my grandparents' plastic furniture, and they're like, "This is this is candy. 
For real. I think that that might not be as relatable as you think it is. No? <laughs> no? You guys you guys didn't get fed weird sweets on your grandparents' plastic covered furniture? I mean my great grandparents, yes. <laughs> not on my grandparents' plastic furniture, no. I don't have I don't have good memories of my great grandparents. Um but I do remember being frightened of them because they were so cadaverous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow well that's a nice memory yes i guess. remember that with my folks too i totally get it yeah what jed jed not so much jed youthful looking great grandparents i guess spry and i man. had one well i just remember my one i only had one great grandparent that i remember and probably during my lifetime uh-huh. only one and she was just an old woman of course and I don't remember her being frail. I just remember her giving me candy, and that was like the greatest. That's was all it I like dark about. chocolate and blueberries? No, it was oh, just. Damn like, it! I was so close. It was, like, it was like caramels, that type of shit. Well, fuck. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess speaking of things that are kind of relatable, I don't know. I feel like if anybody listens to this podcast, they're probably Jewish. I don't know why I feel like that. But from JewishBoston.com, we've got Eight Tipsy Nights, A Beer Drinker's Guide to Hanukkah. Now, I think this is kind of like a an ad for Hoppy Hanukkah Craft Beer a Day Box from Bruvana. Ugh. But I don't care about that at all. Um, what I do think is interesting is they have this whole discussion on whether beer is kosher or not. And the answer is, sometimes. Well, like a milk stout with a uh, fish bladder in it would not be kosher. Correct. <laughs> well, or like a nice bacon sour would not be kosher. The thing I said, it exists. <laughs> fish bladder is used as a clarifying agent. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, well, apparently, Sam, I mean... Anything with uh, milk or milk sugar or anything like that would DQ the beer because it's not like kosher milk. You know what I mean? You don't know it's not. So there are there is a line of uh, breweries that this article lists that have kosher certified beers. There's Samuel Adams, Schmaltz yeah. Brewing Company's Hebrew line. Uinta, Uinta? I don't know. Uinta Brewing. I think it's just Uinta. Like Uinta a, Brewing. It could be Uinta. Lycum Brewing, Seven Sons Brewing, Brooklyn Brewery, Lakefront Brewery, Anchor Brewing, Oscar Blues Brewery, Brewery Omegang, nice, and Shiloh Beer Co. Shiloh? 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 I'm going to say Shiloh. I think Shiloh would be with one L. I agree. So also, they make, yeah. Is the first one maybe Shmuel Adams? <laughs> that's pretty funny thank you um so they make at least one kosher beer which means it's been certified by a red bee and uh but yeah other things that apparently make beers not um kosher are isinglass like you mentioned there samuel and then also weirdly enough wild yeast apparently wild yeast not kosher. Wait, does it count as an animal? That can't be right. I don't know. 
I, I maybe I don't know the kosher laws like strictly enough, but I don't remember anything about yeasts. Does that mean sourdough bread isn't kosher? Well, no. So what? Mm, I don't know. So it says that's a great question. It says undomesticated yeasts. Is sourdough is sourdough yeast undomesticated? Uh, well, I know that it it will piss all over your bed instead of going outside because that <laughs> house broken. I don't know specifically if that means it's domesticated or not. I don't know. Yeah, I'm really not sure. I'm looking I it mean, up. Like, like when I think about domesticated, like the the opposite of being wild, I think the idea with uh with sourdough is you don't like have specific yeast you put in your bread. It's just like what's floating around in the air. Then my so guess is it's not domesticated. It's just like the shit that's about. My guess is that it's not kosher then. Which is weird because it's in kosher delis. But also they make Reuben's in kosher delis. Those aren't kosher. It makes, that it has says, always bothered me. It says what? Reuben's? Yeah. In a kosher deli. Always bothered yeah. me. I think that it's definitely not because it's uh, when grains have had contact with water or moisture for longer than 18 minutes, leading to rising or leavening. It would not be kosher. So yeah, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> weird. Man, kosher's uh, weird, y'all. Uh, what do you think about this um, this beer box idea? What, that it's like eight beers for eight up. nights? Yeah, I mean, so Three Sex has done for me a couple of times uh, an advent calendar beer pack, which is convenient because it's 24 beers. Right. Um, yeah. Where she... We'll just go and buy 24 singles and put them in a box and, like, uh, number doors and such. So then, like, first thing in the morning, I crack it open and I go, oh, neat. And then I put it in the fridge and I drink it that night, which is really just she's constantly trying to bribe me into hating Christmas less. And I will say she's succeeding. Um, Yeah, there's a war on my war on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm a casualty in that war, I think. (laughs) I've done okay. So last year, because of the because of COVID during the holidays and just people not really just people playing it extra safe last year, um, we didn't do this. But for the last few years, I've done a beer advent with like 24 other people, 24 plus other people, where we all get you know a case. Yeah. You come to a house and then you mix and match. So you actually have like everyone buys one case and then you leave with your box that is just full of, you know, 30 other beers or whatever. That's right. such a cool idea. I just can't imagine what it would be like to have 23 friends. <laughs> so it's so it's done in the Pittsburgh Ultimate community. So all you so we like think about that as like one team has 26 players on it. Right. So if you just have a team of people do it. You only need a couple extra. If some yeah, you don't actually them. need friends. You just need to worm your way into an organization. No, so all I need to do is be is have twenty three friends or be good enough at ultimate to make yeah, a club team. Yeah, yeah, either yeah. of which are no, particularly no, likely. No, no, you literally just need to be in the group me that Madison has for ultimate and say, does anyone want to do this? Oh, advent, but a lot advent of account? the ultimate community around here is assholes. Right, but they will buy you at least one single beer in this instance. That's the <laughs> whole point of their participation. 
Um, I don't trust them. They're all going to bring fucking Keystone or some shit. That would be hilarious, and people would be mercilessly shamed. I mean, you usually do it in person. Now you might not, but usually you do it in person, so everyone, like, walks around, and some people check out what, like, is around. Some people specifically do not look, and then everyone has... What you have is one of those stickers, the circle stickers that you put on each of your own beers. So I signed up for day 12 and I labeled the bottle caps. So when they when I put them in, people aren't going to know if they don't want to know what the beer is. They don't have to know until day 12. And then, yeah. But then it's is there a sheet not that says that 12 hard. is Jed? So if you put in something really shitty, they can make fun of you. And if you put in something they really like, they can text you thanks. Yes, as a matter of fact, there's a document that everyone can sign up for, or not sign up for, you can just join and review each beer if you want to, and then it says in the document is, the original document is where everyone signed up, so I signed up for day 12, and yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. I'm saying try and do it. Tyler, I know that you don't know anyone maybe in the entire state, so not you, but Sam, you at least have a few other people that you know, so I, you could. I, really... I think maybe I could put together a, a Hanukkah one of these, but not an Advent one of these. You could do it. Yeah. Could you do a twelve yeah, pack? That's so easy. Yeah, do a twelve pack. That'd be hilarious. Twelve day. You're. You can just get all Jews and do Hanukkah, or get all Jews and do you know eight days of Christmas. Fuck Christmas. You. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> the eight days of fuck Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be well, mad. Getting back to your original question, Sam, I wouldn't be mad if somebody got me like a Hanukkah beer box, but I also have no desire for a Hanukkah beer box. Why don't you? You don't like the like? It wouldn't be super appealing to you to like, or it wouldn't be exciting to you to open a new beer every day. What if it was? What if the quality was good? What if Sam bought it for you specifically? Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to get poisoned. <laughs> but that's exciting because he probably wouldn't poison, poison you till the eighth day. So that's true. Drink the first seven. That's right. Surely he would need to be building trust before the eighth one. So. Well, actually, I would poison you, but in a good way, just a little bit of Iocane powder in each. So then <laughs> ah, by the end, okay. you built up an immunity. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, really, it's just fueling your alcoholism, which is the greatest poison of them all. Okay. So you are excited about it. You're right. You got me. No, I do think you would be excited if Sam got you eight beers that he I probably would. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I think... That's true. I if I could like know that the quality was going to be pretty good, I'd be much more excited about it. <laughs> PBR yeah. Miller Lite. Right. <laughs> Man, speaking of how I'm generous with my money, I'm also generous with my time, which leads us to my content for this week. Fuck. Wow. God, look at that golden segue. I bow down in awe. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. um we and by we I mean me and three sacks and the baby and both dogs were on a walk uh, a few days ago, um, which is like it's like a whole thing because you know I have the dog that's crazy that's trying to sprint in every direction and three sacks has a dog and a stroller, um, so it's a whole thing. Um, 
and we were just doing our usual lap of the park and uh this car pulled up to us and this lady who i've is like sort of a dog acquaintance like i know her dog's name and she knows my dog's names but i don't know her name and she doesn't know my name just because we see each other on walk sometimes um she was like uh hey daisy's missing so uh i guess if you see her try and grab her and i was like cool and it, and like i was like i guess it's good that she's canvassing but i was also like if i just saw this dog running around the park i would grab it like you didn't need to tell me to but um Within three seconds, and I were talking. We we're like, we don't really have anything going on this evening. Uh, you take the baby and the crazy dog home, and I'll stay with the good dog that might attract Daisy, and we'll just roam around a bit. Uh, and my only regret is I didn't have my headphones with me because it would have been perfect podcast listening time. Mm. But um, we just just roamed the neighborhood for about a half hour until. Uh, I like just turned a corner and there was this dog and I was like about to start calling for her and she's just sprinted at me. And I think, <laughs> I think she recognized Barley cause she didn't actually seem interested in me, which is fine. I'm not mad at you Daisy. Um, and so um, I grab her collar when she comes to say hi to Barley. And then, so I'm in this weird situation and I'm like, okay, if I can get to her tag, I can see the phone number and call this lady and let her know where I am and she can come pick up her dog. Um, but it's tough because they're trying to fight, like in a fun way, but yeah. they're trying to fight and I'm trying to not lose my grip on either of them. Because, man, if I lost Barley in the process of saving this dog, now I look like a real schmuck. Um, <laughs> That's true. So then I, I, I have to have his leash and her collar in one hand. And then get my phone out and I call the number and nobody picks up. And I was like, come on, man, this is the time to have your ringer on high. What are you doing? Um, but I'm like 60% sure I know where she lives just based on seeing her on walks. And so I have to like lean way down to keep a hand on this collar without like choking this dog. Uh, so I'm like, walking like igor uh, <laughs> like a weird hunch step and um we go about a half mile that way towards her house until uh she sees us and is and she's going like 60 in a 35 to get to us <laughs> which i thought was kind of adorable um and then uh she took her dog back and it was like a nice happy reunion and then uh the next day there was a little uh package on our porch that was like a thank you note and uh and some dog bones and dog toys and i was like that's really nice but i do not know how you know where i live <laughs> so that is weird for me um but that's uh, how i'm great and uh a hero and that's tyler it. you're shaking your head like somehow i'm the asshole in this story no <laughs> you've made me mad and it's through no fault of your own but i i Beck and I were walking along. I told this story on the podcast, and we found a lost dog and took it back to its owner. And in the process, the dog pooped on me, and the <laughs> owners could not have cared less. They were like, oh, yeah, there's our dog. All right, bye, and just peace. So I, It was an outdoor dog, Tyler. That dog was an outdoor like, dog. Sam, you did a great job. You know, you deserve that little bag of bones. But I'm just like, you did not— <laughs> 
And okay, it mollifies me that you had to walk around like a hunchback. I do feel good about that. <laughs> I was I'm just <laughs> I'm irritated that no feces occurred, you know, nothing <laughs> like that. I think if you see that outdoor dog, as Jed put it, again, you're just like, that's my dog now. <laughs> I have this dog. And it can be my pet or it can be my dinner, and I'll make that decision because it's mine now. It's true. Wow. I was hoping that you would not know exactly what house was theirs, so you were going to go back, and so there'd be these neighbors of theirs that, like, this woman comes up and is like, have you seen my dog? Like, they I got lost, they got lost, and I'm looking for them. Let me know if you see them. And then, like, half an hour later, you come up, and you're like, hey, I have this dog. I have these I two dogs. Sure it was yours or not. And you're just like, let me know if you've seen Daisy's owner. <laughs> I mean, it would have gotten me in the right direction. Like if if I get a neighbor, they can they can probably tell sure. me the right now. But, <laughs> but I would look like a real asshole. They just give you like the same. They come to the door like when you lose a dog. They're like, yeah, we'll let you know. And then they give you the same shtick. Like, yeah, <laughs> we see. Yeah, we'll let you know. <laughs> uh. Wow, you're such a you're a hero though. It's true, yeah. he is. He is a hero. I will tell you my main motivation for staying out there was like, oh, this is perfect podcast content if I find this fucking dog. <laughs> and here we are. Wow. Mission accomplished, am I right? <laughs> yes. I guess I th- so. I think we had a great time. <laughs> Man, this beer's uh. too good. I gotta scooch it away from myself, so I stopped drinking it. Hey. I'm gonna drink one because i agree sorry tyler you're about to really give what i could only imagine is the perfect segue into an article and i cut you off so let me set the stage tyler what were you gonna say go ahead bring us on home. well i was i was gonna say you guys are talking about beers you like let's talk about styles we don't like with this next article from vinepair.com hooray there was so much pressure oh i was sweating bullets <laughs> Uh, we asked 10 brewers, what's the most overrated beer style 2021? Wait. Oh, man, if Hazy is not on here, I'm going to flip my goddamn lid. <laughs> Wait, have have neither of you looked at the article yet? I have. Okay, I have not. So, so I think since Sam hasn't, Sam should give us, you know, a three, a three, or, three or four that he thinks would be on here. Uh... Um, so Hazy has to be on here. Um, I okay. don't know if Milkshake IPA is the same as Hazy or if it's its own listing, but I would put that in my top ten personally. Let's call um, it the same. Let's call it the same. So that's one you've said so far. Okay. Um, I, I think it might be recency bias because you're drinking one, Jed, but I would say fruited sour. Okay. All right. Um. Oh, th- those those are really my those are really my big guns. I've, I like. I wonder if um, like a barrel stout would be on here. I don't think of them as overrated, but I feel like I see a lot more of them now than I used to, and that makes people mad sometimes. So I can't tell if you included barrel stout to get us off the scent of you nailing two of them. <laughs> It's or true. if you didn't cheat, and <laughs> or if you didn't cheat and you just went two for three, I honestly can't tell. Uh, no, I'm very smart and good. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that was pretty good. The first one is just Milkshake Hazy IPA, so oh, okay. congrats. <laughs> That's and why then, I wanted to be included as one, so we can get yeah. two more guesses. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's a lot of IPA styles on here. So it's Milkshake Hazy IPA, Triple IPA, IPA, Pumpkin Ale, Double IPA. You can't have IPA, double IPA, triple IPA, and hazy IPA on here. Well, they That's did. crazy to me. <laughs> uh, fruited, sour, slushy beer, brute beer, and unattainable hype beer. So can I tell you Can I tell you my problems with this? Yeah. I've, yeah. One, I've already <laughs> shouted about how uh, it's crazy that I would be okay with having, even if you had double, triple, and hazy IPA on here. I wouldn't be as mad. But IPA is so broad. And yeah. you already have other IPAs on here. Um, <laughs> I also, I know it said we asked 10, 10 brewers. It didn't say we picked 10 styles, but I just assumed it would be 10 styles. So it's weird to me that it's only eight. Also, <laughs> unattainable hype beer is not a style. You can't call it a style. I agree with you, but it's not a style. Also, brute beers aren't overrated. The, there's like Thank no brute you, beers. That's 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 crazy that it's on this list. I agree. I absolutely agree. You can say that you don't like the style, but like you don't go out and the shelves aren't packed with brute ales. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. If 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 it's what is personally overrated, like to to me, and I know I'm being it's subjective. I would say pilsners because I think pilsners suck, and people think, and some people think pilsners are fine, and I think they're fools. But like. <laughs> You can't just say this is overall overrated. I will say I'm mad at myself I didn't say pumpkin ale because pumpkin ale definitely belongs on this list, and I'm mad I didn't call it. Yeah. Wait, I, I have a question. Is this is because <laughs> this because this touches on something I love. <laughs> a fruited slush. They put slushy in quotes. Yeah. Is that the same as the smoothie sours? Because yes. I, that's what I'm seeing. I've seen a lot of smoothie sours, but I haven't seen any slushy sours. Yeah, I haven't seen slushy either. Like, I can see how, like, slushy kind of conjures the same thing for me that, like, a smoothie sour is. But I think it's odd that that's the term they pick because I don't feel like it's out there. Okay, because smoothies, like, smoothie sour is, com- is like... It seems like that's exactly what they're talking about. In a slushy sour, to me, sounds like an actual like hard slushy is what I think of because those yeah. I've heard yeah. of a lot too. Like a lot of like the get go near me, the a couple dis- um, beer distributors around me all sell hard slushies now. And like Re- people wait, like- so oh slushy. I was thinking yeah, yeah. I was thinking Slurpee. The Slurpee's a brand name, so you couldn't yeah. make a hard Slurpee unless you got 7-Eleven or whoever owns that copyright on board. <laughs> yeah, it just cashier. It's like, oh, you want a hard one? And they just <laughs> crack open some of those nibs at the counter and just throw them in there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, but what is, yeah, overrated, unattainable hype beer. I think it is kind of fair to say it's a style if you're creating a beer with the idea that it's going to be unattainable and that is going to cause hype for it i guess so can i put could i say space beer then because i think space beer is describe it to, to me i would say, oh oh we've done for, for your yeah. benefit you might not have been any on any of the artists we talked about this but there's this weird thing it's only happened maybe a half dozen times but to me that's too many times uh yeah. where someone will spit will send 
an ingredient, usually yeast, maybe hops, into space and then brew a beer with it, like that fucking matters. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, right. So you're laughing because it's dumb as shit, which it is. <laughs> and I would say it doesn't belong on this list because that's not a style. But I would also say it belongs on this list before unattainable hype beer does, because at least it's 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 more of a category. <laughs> yeah, at least it involves the process in any way. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. just only the marketing. Yes. The, the dis- distribution. I mean, we've uh, done a bunch of articles about unattainable hype beers and been like, would you try this? And then we're like, oh, they only made 90 of them. So I guess not. Why Why is anyone talking about this? Oh, right. Because they made a press release. and They got us. Press release. Yeah. Um, I think it makes sense for this article to include unattainable hype beer. That's why I don't have a problem with it because it's like so many articles that we talk about are unattainable hype beers that it's like very fair in my eyes to be like and somewhere on this in this article. It's an issue to me of taxonomy. If this article was 10 kinds of overrated beer or 10 categories of overrated beer, then absolutely put this on there and put space beer right next to it. But it's not a style of beer. If you go on untapped, you can't categorize something as unattainable hype beer. So it should be what it should be is like some sort of honorable mention or something like that. Where sure. it's specifically distinct from the styles. That does make sense. Like, I would be okay with <laughs> two styles of beer. Yeah, I only drink two styles of beer. IPA and unattainable. <laughs> Those are the only ones. I do think it's interesting that I I guess we'll say four out of the eight are some variety on IPA. And it's like, well, then stop making them, you bastards. Yeah, the, it is interesting because it is brewers saying it. So I do wonder how many of these brewers are making IPAs that are saying IPAs are overrated. Probably all of them. Oh, yeah. you can't be a successful craft brewery and not have at least some variety of IPA. It would be hilarious to me if the guy, the first guy, Adam Bora, the one that's a triple IPA, <laughs> had said the fruited sour because I am drinking a four points fruited sour. Yeah. <laughs> So do you think he knows that he brews one of the beers, or at least one of the beers that is included in this article? That is kind of funny. I think probably a lot of them, I think probably a lot of them know, like, what's going on, but at the same time, they're like, they have to balance the, like, art or whatever of brewing with the fact that they're running a business. I mean, you, yes, just like you said, Sam, you absolutely have to have an IPA on the menu. I mean, you you just can't not do that. I feel like double IPAs, at least at the breweries I've seen, there's always a double IPA also that's on the menu. Like there, it seems like they're becoming just as popular in terms of like at a brewery, they're going to have a double IPA as well. That might From be what true. I've I seen. I haven't been to a brewery in a little bit. I mean, pandemic aside, I hadn't really been to a brewery in a little bit. But you, yeah. you certainly could be right. I, I think also this plays into a little bit. And I, if I read this article, I might know more. But Tyler, you, you should. Uh, mm-hmm. We've talked, we've talked a few times in the last couple months about uh, the overuse of the term double and triple when it applies to IPAs, and how it's like this isn't really a double IPA. You just said it is, and so I'm wondering if people's criticisms of double and triple IPAs in here at all are actually issues with the style or issues of 
what you're saying you're brewing. Um, okay. Go ahead. Sorry, you go. Yeah. So one person says that they think the term IPA has become diluted. One person says he doesn't like triple IPAs just because of the ABV. And then the other person says they don't like doubles because of I don't I I don't know. They say the style is diluted. I don't know what that means. I would think the style is diluted means too many people are making it. Okay. Well, but, but I I'll, I don't know. Um, I'm not this person. I would say also it's worth noting that the brewer that talked about unattainable hype beer specifically starts his quote with it's not so much a particular style as it is the unattainable hype beer of the week from the other side of the country. So they at least it's it's just the organization of the article is poor. It's true. Because yeah. Because they they do the introduction and then the most overrated beer styles according to brewers they list them and then the rest of the article is literally just the quotes from the brewers. So it's it's literally just like ten eight or ten quotes or whatever I guess it's ten quotes. Yeah. So like the guy that talks about um what was the brute is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Brutes. Truthful. Truthfully, if your temps ain't right, you make a brute. It's dry and definitely not tasty. And the thing is, I agree with everything he said, but that doesn't make it an overrated style. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Think, well. I mean, maybe he's saying it's overrated by brewers. Maybe, but but like, I, they're not commonly made. Yeah, they're really people not. aren't making them. People aren't drinking them. It, it would be like saying Baltic porters are overrated. <laughs> yeah, there's you just don't see them. I don't like <laughs> them, does. but I wouldn't say they're overrated because you don't see them. Right. It does seem insane for a brewer to list a beer like that as the most overrated. Right. Like first thing that comes to mind. That makes me feel like he had a brute yesterday and yeah. didn't like it. <laughs> or, or while he was reading the article or, sure. writing, or interviewing or something. So Jed, I've I've been noticing yeah. you've been you've been scratching at that shoulder. You got a I new would bionic. He's been scratching at that shoulder performatively because he wants you to ask about it. Well, it's worked. He's got some sort of Superman scar on there. I assume you've had a bionic arm implanted, Jed. Is that what's going on? I will tell you that if you hadn't said anything, I, if you had said how many times do you think you've scratched your shoulder during this call, I would have said I don't think I've done it yet. Oh, Dude, you well, did it's the been whole like, last article nonstop. Yes. It's been like oh. every 30 seconds. Oh, it's just natural now. Because I'm like massaging the scar tissue is what I'm doing. But uh-huh. anyways... Well, it's scar um, tissue that you wish we saw, so. Yeah. And we did see like it. Mr. Know-it-all. That's me. <laughs> How, when was the last time I was on? Did I have the surgery before or after? No, I've had, a, I had the surgery like four months ago. You've been, but, um, been on since then. So what happened? What happened to you? I broke my collarbone. Which, which we did know about. I'm 30. Yes, you did know. And I'm 31 years old. And when you're 31, they're just like, you might need surgery because you're 31 now. Oh, so instead of it and, healing uh, back so I, like a little spongy guy, they had to chop you and, and put it back together. Uh, they chopped me up. They put a plate in and it like has screws in it. And since there's no fat over your collarbone or muscle, they're like, oh, by the way, sometimes the plate that we put in irritates people so we can just take it out because like it's not it's not like deep in there. It's like, yeah, right on the skin. So I was like, well, hopefully not ever take it out. And they were like, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so yeah, so I'm like four months out, but as Tyler saw, I was not playing at regionals and I went to nationals with my team and I also did not play there. I played in one practice before nationals, felt fine, was terrified for my life to like just jump in playing at like the highest level, warmed up at nationals, hamstrings felt horrible and I was like, fuck this. I would love to be able to play disc golf or climb or anything I like to do in the next few months. And I don't want to get hurt at like this yeah. thing. I'm so mad and, for not, yeah. for not playing one point. I mean, like one I'm garbage mad. point game. Look, I'm mad too, but Jed is completely right. If he had set foot on that field, he would have exploded both of his hamstrings instantly. Yes. I would it's have. just the yeah. way it's just the way it goes. If it had been anybody else, I would have been like, pussy, get out of there. Play one point. But Jed would have lit on fire. His shins would have melted off. Something would have happened. He's yeah. sort of like a high-dex, low-con build. Right. <laughs> yeah, is low-con, yeah, like the lowest con. Like, <laughs> as low as you can have con. Except, except, here's an interesting part of my life right now. Um, I have a live-in best friend slash girlfriend roommate. It's unclear what's happening right now. But anyways, she's had COVID for a while, and I don't have COVID. I've gotten tested like every other day, and I just don't have it. Just cruising over here. All my upstairs roommates, like, they have COVID. All of this is so weird. You're so weird, Jed. I don't know what to do with this. I don't either, because I'm like been was deathly afraid of covid for so long and then a couple things we've like done a couple things that were like you know a little risque (laughs) sucking dick as sam is pointing out rimming lots of rimming of course even though the cd said cdc said no rimming but um and then after nationals like a couple people in our friend group got covid and a couple more people got it and none of us got it for the whole pandemic. None of us got it. And so a couple people have gotten it and then a couple more have tested positive and we're like everyone in the whole Pittsburgh ultimate community is quarantining from each other right now. And then, yeah. And then my roommate got it and uh, we have been like two days or three days after she started symptoms she got tested and it was positive because it seems like a cold at first or whatever and she was positive and we were like well we've already been like hanging out for three two and a half three days so i'm either going to get it or not and i just keep testing negative and have no <laughs> symptoms so yeah uh, have you had an antibody test uh no but i imagine that might be positive because I think that I think what's most likely since like the vaccines are like wearing off nowadays, I guess, or like the efficacy is going down. I imagine that it's more likely that I got COVID a month or two ago, like in that range, had no symptoms and didn't You could be the typhoid Mary of this whole outbreak. I could be. Maybe. I'm putting it in the show notes. How would Jed I ever know? Jed is the typhoid Mary of COVID in Pittsburgh. Please don't. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I do think that it it could be the case that I got it like a month or so ago. But I haven't been doing anything crazy, so it would be 
it would have been from a close contact, like a friend, and none of my friends have tested positive until right now. So, so Tyler, yeah. you've been in disgusted this entire story. I can't, no, I'm just, I can't handle any more psychic damage from trying to explore your your living situation. I gotta, I gotta move on. I can't. I don't want to put I, labels on it. Move on from there. <laughs> I'm going to. What? But sometimes you meet someone and, you know, you start hanging out and then they're like, hey, I don't have a place to live in no, Pittsburgh, I, but I want to move here. And they move in with you and then you're functionally dating. And then I, just, I can't. What do, what do you want from me? The phrase live in best friend bothers me so much. You filthy hippie. Oh, that is meant to bother people. <laughs> Certainly. I'm just I'm so I just. Oh, I was so yeah. mad. All I when you say that, all I see is like daisies and bell bottoms and mud but it's funny because you smoke so much more weed than i do. it's true i really do <laughs> you smoke so much more weed and take so many less showers so it's a very it's interesting fewer <laughs> i guess you, yeah and fewer you take less and fewer <laughs> showers than me yeah uh, that's true is that good content i don't even remember what i said it's so. content it sure is well, hey, okay. moving on to I people wasn't. who don't take a whole lot. No, no, can't go there. Cannot do that. What were you going to say? It doesn't matter. I was going to. I was. We'll cut it. We'll cut it in post. But what were you going to say? Well, I don't think we will cut it in post. So we're going to move on to our next article. KRQE.com. Local brewery aims to educate people with beer. So from Albuquerque, New Mexico, comes a bow and arrow brewing. It is the first brewery owned by Native American women. I don't know if that's the first brewery in the U.S. or in Albuquerque or New Mexico or the world. The article does not define it, but it still seems impressive, I guess, whatever the the category is. Um, It says it's built on land that once belonged to the Tiwa. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct, people. And so the owners, uh, Shyla Shepard and her wife, Missy, presumably also Shepard, um, have used their position as, you know, the owners of this brewery to launch the Native Land label. It's it's basically another collab beer. They have a recipe for an IPA and a um, label design that breweries can use and kind of like improvise on the recipe and stuff like that. And uh, the thing about the label is it provides space for the breweries to um, provide information about, you know, the, the native land that they operate on or the former native lands that they operated on, which is an interesting endeavor. Um, we've been having some talks in the state parks about doing more like uh, land acknowledgement stuff. So it's interesting to see this come out in the beer world. Um, I thought it was also funny that one of the people they quote as having signed up is uh, the guy from the Alchemist Brewing in Vermont. So talk about dirty hippies. Um, oh, actually, speaking of dirty Vermont hippies, this has nothing to do with this article, but we can come back to it. Wait, um, before you tell this story, can I get another beer? That's can I do that, please? It's not a good story, so go get a beard while I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, goodbye. All right, it's not a story. It's a question. Um what are your thoughts on Middlebury, Vermont? On Middlebury? Vermont. Why? What? Why? Because we're talking about Vermont, and I'm a curious little cat. That's why my friends call me whiskers. Oh, that's fine. I mean Middlebury is like fine, I guess. I never really spent that much time there. I mostly just like drove through it to get to Burlington. It's kind of like a... I don't know. It feels a little like a higher class. You know what I mean? Like it's a little okay. more. 
a little more fancy than some of the more like rural areas. That's how I felt about it anyway. Cool. Thanks, man. Why? <laughs> uh, three sex has to go on a work trip to there. And you're my Vermont knowledge. Oh, it's I mean, it's fine. It's I think she'll enjoy it. Apparently, uh, the site that she's going to just had a COVID outbreak. And I was like, why are they still sending you? What is any of this? Well, that's yeah. not great. That's not great. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, that's all. So, but yeah, no, this, this seems good. I like this. I, on the subject of land acknowledgement, uh, there's a, a tribe from around these parts called the Ho-Chunk. And somewhere, UW or something, was flying the Ho-Chunk flag this week as like a this makes up for all of our past misdeeds, right, you guys? <laughs> like, it's obviously going to be too little too late, but, like, pretty much anything you do other than vacate the premises and turn them into a reservation is too little too late. I guess even then it would be too little too late. So, yeah, anything. Um, but I guess it's good to do something at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's um, uh, one of the public parks near where i grew up has a name i won't say it but it's a very common name that's a native like a native word that just means like woman i think and i've read up on the translation of it and i think it's like in whatever native tongue um i don't know the language but whatever it is it's it literally just translates to woman but it's also used pejoratively. So because like when white people are like naming something, just the like word for a woman, they're like, it's kind you're, of fucked up. So it's like we're naming it, naming a bitch word. or something. Is that what you're the worry? No, it's not that it's not like, it's not inherently derogatory, but I think like the use of it, like saying like saying the word woman you can use that word in a derogatory manner right so i think get back in the kitchen woman type of a thing it's like you versus jew (laughs) right i guess the the argument is it probably was not done in a nice way so let's change it well, I mean, it's just literally like it's like if you <laughs> it's like if you were in France and they just had a park that was named Woman Park, <laughs> like woman, I mean, but in English. It, it's just why is it named that? Like, it's, why are it's you a using... weird name, but it's not an offensive name in that context. OK, but pretend also that France had. <laughs> yeah, but Sam, pretend that it people. is offensive. OK, oh, but yeah. Like, no, stars. come on. You got it now, Sam? You get it? I get it. I get it. Okay. But we haven't talked about this article at all. I'm sorry. That's largely my fault. This seems good. (laughs) Wow. What a hero. You're just – today's just all about how great of a guy Sam is. (laughs) Mm. Well, you know, to provide a counterpoint, I think this is bad. So there you go, (laughs) Tyler. Well, Jed, you're the – Tyler, you're the tiebreaker here. What do you got for me? Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, uh, largely good. It does say a portion of, um, the proceeds for this collab beer will go to First Nations Development Institute. I always like to see some actual money behind these things. So, seems cool to me. Yeah. I'd like yeah, to try some of their beer. Where is it going to be sold? 
Well, uh, so I again, it's like a collaboration. So any of the breweries that sign on to like produce a version of this beer will sell it. I don't think it will be like I don't. I would be surprised if there was nationwide like distribution, but it says there, it says all across the country. Well, I yeah, I imagine it'll be available from different breweries all across the country. But like, you know, if like the local favorite in California, Redwood Curtain, produced, like they just sell it at their brewery. You know what I mean? I mean, this so is kind I, of I don't think you could. Yeah, this is kind of similar to the Black is Beautiful. Right, uh, right, 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 right. Thing which was similarly cool because they were giving money to places where money should go. And I saw a couple different Black is Beautiful options in my area. I don't know about you guys. So I guess yeah, I, I would one. be surprised to see them, to see to see this coming out of similar breweries. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I'm saying I, you probably won't be able to get it in like, like your 7-Eleven or whatever. Yeah. I'd like to try the bow and arrow. I would like to try their beers, but I'm never in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So yeah. Well, we've tried our beers. Should we rate them? It's a shame. It's a shame you said that extra line because I was gonna give you. Speaking of beers that sound like you could find them in Seven Eleven, Tyler's had a shitty lager. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll go first then. <laughs> um, so I had Billsburg Brewery's Oktoberfest Fest Beer, 5.1% ABV. This was uh, fine. I mean, there was nothing offensive about this. Um, the best thing I could say, I guess, was that it had some some sweetness in it. So kind of damned with faint praise. I think I'll give it a 5.8. You know, it's it's fine. It's whatever. I would recommend this to... Anybody who's in James County, Virginia, who wants to pretend they're in Munich, baby. Nice. Um, yeah. Jed. Yeah. Um, I had uh, Every Time Only Once from uh, Four Points Brewing, um, Fruited Sour, 7%. Early on in the episode, I think Sam said... He's been enjoying his beer a lot, so he had to push it away from himself. I decided to go the opposite direction, and I just got a second one and didn't worry about finishing it um, <laughs> because I love this beer. It's so fucking good. Um, I unfortunately uh, have poured a cold one, so I can't comment on how it warms up, but I didn't have any problem finishing it because sometimes when I get to the end of like a sour – it's maybe I'm done with sugar. Like maybe I'm just like, uh, like I like one is plenty, but I yeah. haven't had that feeling at all with this one. Um, I specifically like the thicker sours and this one is the perfect middle ground where it's not so thick that one is plenty, but it's not so light that it's just like, I don't know, too sour and tangy. And I'm just like, ugh, like that's so sugary. I don't like it. Um, I don't really have a lot to say because I don't think it's the most interesting sound. I don't think that's why I like it. Quality of the line. Does that make sense? But I, I love this. I think I would give this an 8.5. Um, I think it's one of my favorite sours that I've had. It's not too tangy. It's 
a perfect amount of fruity and it's the perfect amount of thickness where you could drink a couple. These are pint sized and I'm on my second and yeah, I love it. I don't know what else to say. I would recommend this to anyone that likes smoothie sours that wants one that they can have a couple in a night and not feel like they ate a full meal. Yeah. Yeah. Sam. Yeah, I had Untitled Art Black and Blue Chocolate Chip Pancake Stout. Um, and I was raving about it at the beginning. And uh, as Jen alluded to, I kind of got to a point where I was three quarters of the way through the beer and we were 40% of the way through the episode. And so I had to push it away from myself. Um, and then I finished it and I was like, oh, I don't like this as much. And I think that I let it warm up too much. Yeah. Um, if I had this again, I would just drink it at the pace that my mouth is telling me to drink it at because I, then it would have still been cold by the time I finished it. Um, but I liked the beginning so much. I'm still going to give it a really good rating, even though I didn't like my last couple sips. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9.2. Wow. Uh, I think it just so delivers on its promise. I would recommend this to Untitled Art Acolytes, partially because uh, if you like what they do, you'll like this also, and partially because if you aren't one, you don't deserve this beer. <laughs> um, I'll also say either drink it at a at a solid clip or split it with a friend, because when it gets warm, the magic is lost. All right. Do you know what you're drinking next week? No. Okay, that's fine. Well, Jed, um, good luck healing up that old shoulder there, guy. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Sam, good luck finding more lost dogs. Well, I hope I don't – I hope I'm not put in a situation because I don't want more dogs to be lost. He's such a humble hero. It's getting cold out there, man. I don't – it makes me nervous. That's true. If you want to tell us about the animals – oh, I'm sorry. Jed, you go ahead. Well, you wished me luck, and you wished Sam luck, and I wanted to say good luck to you and all your weed and whatever else you do. <laughs> I, d- oh, I, that, hmm. I guess Glad it's you went fair. back for that one, huh, Tyler? <laughs> I guess it's fair, but I'm not happy that that's the one aspect of my personality that comes to mind. Um, it's because you never content share, so we don't know what yeah, you're doing. What other aspects of your personality should come to mind? I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. Well, uh, I was going to say, listener, if you want to tell us about all the animals you've rescued, but listener, if you want to tell us about all the personality traits you wish people didn't think about you, uh, <laughs> you can email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast. You can comment on the links at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast. We'll see you next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Here comes a beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problem. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need. And take your medicine, you feel better. You said, I like had a joke I wanted to say, but I didn't. I like missed my opening and I want to go back for it. Okay. Um, you used the word chopped to, to talk about the incision you got for your surgery. Tyler um, used the word chopped. Okay, I don't it, care. It, You're the it, same. It, it, I got. Um, chop. The word chopped was said, and yeah. then I was waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it, and then you you said the way the plate was affixed to you was that it was screwed, and I was like, Jed got chopped and screwed, um, and now we've said that. Well, 
damn, that sucks that did that that didn't make it into the episode. Oh, so, it did. Don't worry. It's the outro now. Yeah. <laughs>